Hello, everybody. Um, we're here today with Kelsey and Natalia. We've had a few drinks. We've had some good laughs. And now we're going to talk about the topic of toxic men. Do we want them or do we allow them? So, who wants to start? <laughs> I think Kelsey should start with her own topic. Yeah, with her own topic. Oh, okay. This makes me nervous, guys. This is my first time ever doing a little podcast, but it's okay. So, I went through a whole relationship, right? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if it was toxic per se. Was it, were there toxic tendencies? Definitely. And after that whole breakup, um, I went on a rampage of just, like, dating men because I had never actually dated guys, right? And throughout my time, I realized that for some reason I would always find myself with toxic men. And at the time, I would say I would definitely allow these men in because some of them were just really hot and some of them had some BDE. Not going to lie. <laughs> not going to cover that up. <laughs> But I would always end up talking to my therapist about this, and she would always talk to me and just kind of guide me through my thought process of picking these men and why it is that I pick them. And honestly, I'm still figuring it out. Again, I do. I did realize that I, I allow some of them in for who knows what freaking reason, but sometimes I don't. I don't know what else to add. <laughs> so Annie and I have had this conversation before about how we attract certain types of people in our lives. Um, and the yes. question is, I mean, not even the question, like the reality is you attract who reflects you in that certain time. Exactly. And that's what we've seen in our past relationships. Specifically, I feel like Annie's gone through it more than I have. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've kind of come full circle and we've all talked about this before. And like, I feel like we always talk about this. Like whenever we see each other, we just like the first thing we say is like, oh, like what's the update on this person? And we just go on and on about like how fucked up they are. And I'm starting to realize that like the reason why I keep choosing fucked up people is because I'm fucked up. (laughs) Like I have things that are so wrong with me that I need to fix. And now I'm in a dilemma where like, I am the perpetrator. Like, I'm so used to being the victim in these stories. And I want to, Kelsey, I'm going to hand the mic back to you after mm-hmm. I finish. And I want you to tell an example, a story of what you've let slide in the past. I'll go first and I'll hand it back to you. Um, I have just let people in my life lie to me. I have let people in my life deceive me, be dishonest. And I'm okay with it because, like, in my character, it's really hard for me to, like, put my foot down and be mean. And, like, stand up for myself. Because it's in my nature to be kind. And, like, we've talked about this. Like, I cannot not be kind. Even though on the surface I'm mean. And I I know that about myself. Like, I know I'm mean on the outside. But, like, on the inside when you do know me. I feel like I'm a very kind person. I let things go. And, like, I never really say anything. Unless, like, it really takes a turn. And, like, it hurts me very much. And... Now I'm in a situation where I'm not seeing someone. If he's listening to this, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everyone sitting at this table right now all appreciates and enjoys your company. (laughs) And you're very kind and sweet and considerate. And I'm very thankful that I have you in my life. And I'm just like, I'm adding things up. I'm like, I'm not perfect. But in my eyes, he's perfect. And I'm trying to make myself 
comfortable with this situation because it's so comfortable for me to love in chaos and think that love is about like arguing or like lying to each other and like being dishonest and like deceiving each other but in actuality it's like very like mundane and somewhat boring but I'm not there yet I'm not there yet in terms of like accepting that type of love because I'm not fully healed yet from everything that has happened to me and I also realize that what has happened to me I will probably repeat to other people in my life and I'm feel very guilty about that already even though that hasn't happened So some things that I let slide. <laughs> oh God, where do I begin? Um, Same here. <laughs> so I guess again, going back to the fact, I've only ever been in one serious relationship. So I didn't know exactly how a relationship should work. I had ideas of it. Um, and those ideas were from movies, TV shows, social media, etc., etc. And so... First of all, my ex-boyfriend or my boyfriend at the time wouldn't take me out on dates and I would just let it slide and I would always just plan them. And I never read too much into it and anytime I did, it was like a little bit of some like gaslighting where it just the tables were turned anytime I brought it up and I would just let it slide because I didn't want problems in our relationship so I would just let go of things. Um... But, like, throughout the relationship, there was, like, more things that I would just let slide. So, for example, the favorite story that my cousins like to hear is... The crowd favorite. Um, actually, there's two crowd favorites. So, I'll do one. Your crowd favorite is the burger one. Yes. <laughs> and my cousin's crowd favorite is the milanesa, which is a Mexican food. So, I took my boyfriend to go get a haircut... I first took us to get breakfast. I paid for it. I then drove us an extra 40 minutes to go get his haircut that I paid for, that I scheduled, and I tipped the man, right? (gasps) And during the appointment, my boyfriend at the time got a message from his brother being like, hey, I got tickets to to go to the Zoo Lights. Um, Do you you and Kelsey want to come? And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. So then I drive us back to my house and then we take his car back to his house, which is another 30 minutes, whatever. We get back to his place. He wants to go upstairs to like shower because he just got his hair cut, right? I'm downstairs. I'm playing chess with his dad. I love playing chess with his dad. I miss it. And my boyfriend then comes downstairs and serves himself the Milanesa. I'm hungry at this point, but I don't say anything because my mom always taught me that it's rude to ask for food and you should always wait until it's um, offered to you. So I don't say anything, right? But his dad, his dad was like, are you serious? Are you going to sit down right now and eat food in front of Kelsey and not offer her a plate? And he goes, well, it's the last piece and I want it. And I just stood there in disbelief because me, for friends, for family, for my boyfriend, I would have offered that last piece because they were at my house, my guest. But I guess he just didn't have that same level of maturity, respect for me. And I let it slide and I acted like I wasn't hungry. So that's one of them. And then the other one is the burger story that Annie likes. So... (laughs) He had a cousin that came from Mexico and she came to visit 
and she wanted to get an American burger. So we go out and we go get an American burger for her. This was like prime COVID time. So this is when you like order online and pick up the food at the store or at the restaurant. And so we're ordering it off his phone. And he was like. <laughs> Sorry. Intermittent break. I'm getting an edible. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry, I was just confused on what you were doing. Um, where was I in the story? Oh, yeah, so we're ordering all the burgers off his phone, right? And these aren't, like, cheap burgers. I think they're, like, somewhere between, like, 12 to $15. So we order three, right? One for him, one for me, one from his visiting cousin in Mexico. And he turns to me and he says, am I supposed to pay for all of this? And I go... Well, one burger is yours. The other one is for your cousin, who is a guest from Mexico. You're not going to make her pay. And then the third one is for your girlfriend. And he just looked at me, like, in disbelief that he would pay for all of our burgers. And so I look at him, and I jokingly ask, oh, what, do you want me to send you money? And he was like, yeah, if you don't mind. So I Well, I do mind. (laughs) I was I was being sarcastic like my mom my dad my brothers have always taught me that like the man pays for the woman right like that is just the way it goes in a relationship also shout out to your brothers that one night we got fucked up and they like paid for our our food and our drinks exactly like you (laughs) exactly my brothers have always been taught at a young age to like treat women and treat others with that same level of kindness and respect because that's how my brothers are even like when we go out with like my cousins or my friends or like their girlfriends or whatever like they've always been taught to take care of the bill and for me to be in a relationship with a man that couldn't pay twelve dollars for my fucking burger and made me pay him back i was in disbelief so i let that shit slide my turn. Pass the mic over. Um, I'm thinking about everything that I've let slide. I'm okay. I want a character check at everyone in this room here for people who don't know me personally. I'm a kind person and I have a big heart and I let a lot of things go. Okay. I, I, that's confirmed by everybody sitting in this room. Confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed as well. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Planet Gallery. Um, I know when men lie to me. I'm not fucking stupid. I wasn't born yesterday, okay? I know when men lie to me, and 99.9% of the time, I just let it go. Because it's not not necessary. Like, I don't need to, like, bring it up and cause fights. Like, if it's something minor, I let it go. Even if it's something major, I let it go. And they just assume that I don't know or something. They just assume that, like, just because I don't bring it up that I don't know. I know everything. I know everything. I know what you eat the night before that makes you go take a shit the next morning and like when you're going to take a poop the next morning i know everything okay like just because i don't bring it up does not mean that i'm unaware so men see that as like you know they can take advantage of me and my kindness to where i won't say anything and i won't and i won't make a fuss about it but i know and i hold i have a tally in my head about how many times they've wronged me you know, but I always try to my, try my best to see the kindness in everybody. But then again, like, I'm also toxic because I let these people, like, do this to me. I let these people, like, ruin my self-esteem, ruin, you know, how I view myself and, like, what I should do with my life. And they're 
like, I don't have anything else to say, but, like, I'm pathetic and I'm gullible. Like, I'm miss gullible. I know I am. Mm. Wait, sorry. Natalia, do you think you say something? Natalia's okay. story. <laughs> so, I, I only have one story that really pops into mind. Obviously, I've allowed many things to slide. Because I also think I'm a nice person that can't hold grudges on people and I let things slide. As Annie said, I also think that... I know what the people that are close to me are thinking and doing, especially someone that I'm dating. I know when they're lying to me and I just let it slide as well and it, that is a toxic trait. Um, but one thing that really sticks out to me about a time that I've let something slide was when I was dating someone for about a year. We were in a serious, committed relationship. and. Uh, he had just made some new friends with these girls, and they were great. Uh, I hung out with them alone one night, and um, they mentioned to me, oh, did you hear that my boyfriend took a shower with his roommate? And I said no. And previous to this, there was a couple times, there were silly little mates that would kiss sometimes um, in front of me as a joke. So as a joke, I would be sitting in between them. They were very close. And Wait, wait, wait. Who would be kissing? My boyfriend and his roommate. And his roommate was a woman? Man. Man? Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, so there was no suspicion ever because they were silly, goofy. They would kiss as a joke. But one time they took it too far and I was sitting in between them and they, I was like, I leaned back or I think one of them pushed me back and they pecked in front of me. And when I said, hey, please not do that again, he got super defensive. But I was like, he was like, it's a joke. And I'm like, maybe they're joking. But after the information I learned from his new girlfriends that I barely knew, I was incredibly embarrassed that I did not know that information. That's crazy. And so I go home and I confront them because I went to go sleep at his place that night, right? Uh, and I confront them because they were together in the same room when I got back to his dorm. And really awkward, fell asleep. They're literally roommates as in they share the same room. He's sleeping above us. That's fucking weird, bro. <laughs> and so the next day, I go home really early in the morning because I don't want to face them because I just thought it was so awkward. I call him and I say, can you please not... Can take you showers? Please not take showers with your roommate. Please. <laughs> That's all I ask. And he goes, we're just friends. It's normal. Please do that. And I go, can you at least tell me? Can you at least tell me when you take a shower with your roommate? He goes, it's none of your business. <laughs> Wait, I've never heard this story. I know, because it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. And I let that shit slide. I let that shit slide. And a couple months later, he broke up with me. Isn't that the craziest shit ever? Did it come out? Didn't come out, but I did text him on, it was like Pride Month. Uh -huh. And I texted him. I think last year, Pride Month, and I just said, hey, just to let you know, I mean, it'd been like two years, maybe three years, 
and I was like, hey, by the way, I think you might be gay. And not, I, I said it very kindly, like no hard feelings. Like I still have love for you, like great person. I just really want you to come just speak your truth, be right. your true self. Because I really think that this might be your life. And he didn't say fuck off, but he, he, did, he didn't say anything about it. He actually just tried to have a conversation with me. Uh, but now he has a new girlfriend, and she's beautiful. Model beautiful. Do you think she knows that he takes showers with... I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they start taking <laughs> showers together, and she can see, and she can do whatever she wants with that information. But oh my God. Uh, I can't believe I ever let that shit slide, because showering with your roommate, that's the same gender, opposite... Same or opposite gender is very, uh, even, it's just not normal. Not normal. So. Not normal. I've had a, I'm like now thinking like, what is, what fucked up shit has happened to me? And I'm like, every fucked up shit has happened to me. Everything from A to Z. I've literally had my friends, have my friends send me screenshots of people that I've dated. You know what? Shout out to Lexi. I'm going to say her name right now. Shout out to Lexi for screenshotting and sending me a fucking picture of someone I've dated liking her on Hinge when they've met before. Because of you. Because of me. <laughs> they've met before. They've met before. We've Oh, they matched? No, they didn't match. Kelsey, you were there that night. No, I'm asking, did they match on Hinge? No, he liked her on Hinge, fully aware that... He has met her, Lexi. Shout with out to Lexi. Annie. With Annie and Kelsey. Right. Okay. I was just, I needed more details because I also found him on Hinge, but I didn't like him or anything. I just took a screenshot and sent it to Annie and I was like, why is your man on Hinge? You know how fucking embarrassing that is? For me to have a kind heart and go out of my way to not go on dates with other men or at least be vocal about it. Be like, hey, I met a really good guy and I'm going on dates with him. And to him to be fussy about it, but for him to not have a single fucking issue with liking my friends on Hinge. That's fucked up. You're evil. And and if you're listening to this, you're evil. And I do not stand back from that statement. I mean, the next thing that I was going to say that I let slide and I... This one, I let slide, and I no longer let slide. Well, actually, I let it slide one more time, but... <laughs> no more 2023. Um, ladies, if you plan a date with a man, or a hangout with a man, and he forgets, or he ghosts you, or whatever the fucking reason is that he can't make the date anymore... First of all, you should never be the one to confirm if they're the ones asking you out on the date. You have to wait for them to confirm. And if they don't confirm at a certain time, forget about it. Go find something better to do. And let them know if they try to confirm with you like an hour before. Be like, actually, I haven't haven't heard from you, so I made other plans. But anyway, if they try to come back into your life for a second chance at a first date, don't do it. Don't (laughs) fucking do it. The, The couple of times I felt compelled to give a man a second chance for a first date 10 out of 10 times they failed on that second date as well they ghosted they forgot or some shit and i don't understand or they weren't even worth it in the first place exactly they weren't gonna show up the first time that's what i'm saying i let that shit slide before i used to always believe in the good in people that was like 
a toxic trait that I have. It's Thanks. just like <laughs> it's a toxic trait that I have where I believe in the good and if someone doesn't give me a reason to not believe in them, then I won't, right? But I'm telling you ladies, if they fuck up that first date, don't give them a second date because 10 out of 10 times they will fail again. I'm healing. I, I'm on this healing path where, like, I've forgiven everybody in my life. And, like, I know that everyone, in a way, is kind of innocent from their, like, parental trauma. Like, everyone is a child at some point, And, like, they've seen and learned shit that was, like, not meant for children to see or learn. And then they've just carried it through their adult life. So, in some way, like, I feel a sense of, like, relief knowing that it wasn't me. And it wasn't my fault. So, or failed relationships, though. Yes, I think going forward, women, we and all women need to think about what's in your own best interest. You cannot fix people. Oh my god, you cannot count. We're not Bob the Builder, we're not Bob the Builder, (laughs) we're not trying, we can't fix people. People can change, people can grow, but we're not going to stick around. We're so young. We have so much time. We have so many options right now. We're, We're not time. moms. We're not moms. We don't have anything that we need to report back to. We don't have huge responsibilities quite yet. We have freedom. There's no reason for us to be sticking around these people that are not going to offer us anything. Especially dates. At the very minimum, Yeah. as a boyfriend, we should be expecting dates kindness loyalty, loyalty the bare fucking minimum yeah, like, loyalty I mean, those three are, i think are pillars and also just like you want to be cared for that that is a purpose of having the purpose of having a boyfriend why am i just going to have someone stick around that is going to be unloyal cause me I'm all these problems causing me problems causing me emotional distress disturbing lot, the peace disturbing my peace uh no dates no, no flowers then no flowers no effort i mean you we don't we shouldn't have time i mean i've fallen into the trap too i, I we're all like victims we that's are victims, we're all victims we're also in a way we've caused ourselves to become victims exactly which is really upsetting to hear and we don't want to i don't want to admit to that i don't want to say that i'm the reason why i'm a victim but i am but I've allowed myself to be the victim. Yeah, yes. we all have allowed ourselves to be the victim at some point. But it, it just doesn't make sense to continue on that path. Um, yeah. Anyway. Especially now where I'm like, I can like somebody. Like, I can admire someone's traits, whatever those traits are. But what really comes down to it is, like, how do they make me feel? Because at the end of the day, like, they can be perfect and, like, they can have all the traits that I want in a partner but if they make me feel insecure and shitty and crazy and stupid and, like, all these negative emotions, then there's no point of me wasting my time in being with them. Going back to, like, the original statement of, like, toxic men, do we want them or do we allow them? I think it kind of goes back to, again, um, not knowing in the beginning. Because, to be fair, we are all young um, and we don't really know what it takes or what it entails to be in a relationship or anything like that. So I feel like sometimes the toxicity 
I think is portrayed a lot in movies and TV shows. I mean, I can think of so many movies and TV shows where someone cheats and then they get back together. Like, they allow the toxicity in it. And I think it takes experience sometimes for some people. Some For some, more experience than others. <laughs> um, more failed talking stages, more failed relationships to learn. But I think eventually people do learn to no longer allow the toxicity. But I also think it comes from a... From stemming of like self-value, self-worth, and kind of like Natalia, I think you said it that you and Annie talked about it, of like, it's kind of like a reflection and a a portrayal of how you see yourself. And it's so sad to say that I think that is true. Because I know when I was down bad when I was first dating, I didn't see my self-worth. I didn't see what I was valued as a human, as a woman, as a person. And I think as I learned my self-value is when I slowly was cutting off that the toxic traits and the things that I was once letting let slide because I didn't value myself because I just was craving that attention, that validation from someone. Once I finally saw my self-value was when I was like, okay, I'm no longer, no longer letting this shit be, like, I'm not, I'm not going to let this shit slide anymore and the toxicity is no more. 2023, no more toxicity. I totally agree. I also think that when you're in situations or relationships with someone who does betray you or does things to not make you feel great, um, that just keeps lowering your self-esteem. And you just get so stepped on to a point where you feel like you can't get out because if you get out, there's not going to be anything better because you think that you're so worthless. Your worth has been brought down by this person and it's hard to see anything else when someone has made you feel so awful about yourself. Don't even get me started when there's like other people involved because then like naturally you're like, what makes this other person worth it more than me? Don't get me started with that. Don't get anybody (laughs) at this this table. It's so sad. It's so so sad. sad, But it's not even just us. It's so many of us, Literally, especially at this age. Literally, all of our friends, all of our close friends have been jaded in this exact same way. All of our friends. Deceived, lied to, manipulated to think that you're the only person and then to find out that you're not the only person and compare yourself and think that you're lower than someone. And you know what their argument always is? Well, it's not that serious. Or it's like, well, we're not even dating. And I'm like, well, how about you just respect me as a fucking human being? Like, another person Mm -hmm. sitting across from you saying, can you just be honest with me? Or, like, just keep it to yourself. Like, that hurts me. I don't want to know. You know, also, I think they give the excuse of, you never asked me. Oh, yeah. You, You never asked me specifically about this specific person on what I'm doing when we're not together. Well, there still needs, even if we are just hooking up with each other every once in a while, I always am so honest with people who I'm seeing. They know fucking everything. Why wouldn't they? I have, especially if it's a situationship, even if it's in the beginning of a relationship, I am so honest. And we expect that honesty back. But I've heard way too many times, well, you never asked me. So, like, I I didn't tell you. That's why I didn't tell you. Or they act dumb. Or they act dumb. (laughs) But it's also, like, how fucked up is it that I'm being so honest with you? I'm telling you the truth. 
whether I'm in a relationship or a situation, I don't even care before we were dating, right as we started dating. Tell me the truth. Why didn't you tell me the truth? Why is there always someone else involved? And I feel like that's such a common thing now. Yeah. There's always, like, a third party. Like, that's what happened to me. Even though, like, he won't admit it. Like, his girl best friend was always fucking there. And I always asked him. And I was always, like, questioning it. Because as a girl, girls know. We just have gut feelings of other girls in the friend group. Because, for example, he would befriend new girls. And I wouldn't get insecure. I wouldn't get uneasy. I wasn't jealous or anything. But this one girl specifically, I just knew it. I knew it in my fucking gut. I was just like, you two are going to end up together. And I feel like you're going to leave me for her. And he's like, why would you say that? And I was like, I can just feel it. She is definitely going after you. And it pissed me the fuck off because it was this girl best friend. So anytime him and I would get in a fight, he'd be like, okay, well, I talked to so-and-so. And she said that. And then I was like, why are you telling her our problems? Because I know how girls act. Because he had told me how she confessed her feelings to him months before him and I started dating. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I was her, I would be planting my seeds. I would be lingering around, lingering around, you know. And with him telling her our problems, she could easily be like, I wouldn't treat you like that. I wouldn't do that. I would treat you like this. And just validating him so much to the point where he was like, I should be with you. And that's essentially Kelsey, what I would fucking happened. In your position right now, though, you wouldn't linger. I would hope you'd cut it off. Oh. There's no reason to linger. But I, I, I can see you're totally correct, though. Yeah. She, I'm 110% sure she was lingering. She was saying that. That's There's what I'm no saying. Doubt. That's what I'm saying. Like, as a girl, I know how girls work. Mm-hmm. I know what she was doing. She was yeah. plotting. Yeah. She was she plotting the feelings. whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, what, Annie said when there's, like, other people involved, too? Oh, and then when he started treating her better than me, and I, like, kept begging him to, like, do certain things for me and treat me certain ways, and he just wouldn't do it. And then when I saw that they were dating and he was doing everything that I asked, and I asked him why he couldn't do that for me, and his response was, I learned my lesson from you. And I was like, mm, great, thanks. Like, I was just someone's fucking punching bag the whole time. Yeah. As if he learned his lesson through you, and now she reaps the benefits. Yep. The girl best friend phenomenon is very interesting. I have not gone through that. Well, I hope you don't. Well, okay. I, I, I have, as in, but like, not fully to what I've seen with one of my specific friends. I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this. <laughs> But her boyfriend has a lot of girl best friends. And we had a really long conversation together about how she feels about it. Because I was like, personally, having a lot of girl best friends, not that that's a bad thing, but seeing how they interact is the biggest part of Yes, I agree. Me coping with it, you know? One of them is a bottle girl. So beautiful. Like, she, my friend showed me her Instagram, 10, 10 out of 10, beautiful, sexy, model-esque photos, bikini photos all over her Instagram, hot as fuck. And she's like, yeah, uh, I hung out with them. I mean, she's like, cool, but I can't get this out of my mind. And she's not the person to ever look through phones. She's very trusting, 
But with this specific guy that she's dating, she's like, I've gone through his phone because I feel so insecure about this girl best friend. I just have a feeling. And some of the texts were a little bit suspicious. It's that gut feeling. Because again, like you said, she has never done it before. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, this gut feeling just... And your gut feeling is usually correct. And going on with the uh, girl best friend phenomenon, see, the reason why I don't trust it is because so many times I've seen it where they just end up dating. But again, it's how they go about it. Do I think guys and girls could be just friends? I do think guys and girls could be just friends, but only for like certain reasons. And again, it's how they act and how they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I do have one guy that I'm really good friends with. His name's Jalen, and he's a club promoter, right? But the way he interacts with girls is not creepy. It's not weird. He's never hitting on them. He doesn't flirt with them. I see it, you know? And it's also like, sometimes you just like meet people, and it's just like not that chemistry, not that vibe. It's very much platonic. And I think what's weird is when guys say, oh, she's my girl best friend. Why can't you just call her a friend? I always say Jalen's my friend. I may call him a bestie even, but I've never once used the term guy best friend. Or boy best friend. Yeah, that's weird. Because your boy best friend should be your boyfriend. I agree 100%. Especially if you're in a relationship. Using girl best friend in a relationship is so triggering, I think, for many women. Because of the fact that you want to be your boyfriend's girl best friend. Like, that's what you want. You don't want to hear about some other girl being your boyfriend's best friend. That's what do you mean. I've been in a situation where, like, I have someone who I would call my best friend. Like, we've been friends for most of my life, and he's a guy. But I just call him, like, my friend, like, my bestie. And, like, he has a girlfriend, and I'm very respectful of, like, everything. That's true. I'm very respectful. But keep in mind, I don't think he's ever called you his girl best friend. No, we I just hope he would. No, we just he's also I've seen them interact, and I've tried like everything about her Annie and this best friend. Yeah, well, not even best friend, but like good friend. Good friend of for a really long most time. of my life. They are so platonic, and they, nothing has ever happened. I already know it in my heart, like. The way that they interact is so platonic the same way that me and Annie would be talking. I think yeah. the big thing too the big thing too is like how Annie said she respects the relationship. You know? And Jalen and I talked about this because I told him too. I was like, Jalen, like whenever you get a girlfriend, like you have to make it like a thing where they have to know that who are your friends that are girls that happen to be girls. And I would hope, like, me or, like, any of the other girls, we would be welcoming to his girlfriend, right? We would want to get to know her, get to Mm -hmm. know her name in a very, like, friendly way. Because if you think about it, like, with your girlies, whenever you get a boyfriend, if Natalia gets a boyfriend or if Annie gets a boyfriend, it's always like, oh, I want you to meet my boyfriend. Like, let's get lunch, let's get dinner so you could get to know him, yada, 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 yada. But for some reason, it's only suspicious when guys have their girl best friends that they don't want you to meet, that they don't want you to hang out with them one-on-one. Like, they don't make it a priority to introduce you two together. And it's like, but why? So I think it's very important to, like, as a friend of someone of the opposite opposite sex as a girlfriend, 
you would do your best to get to know them, like their their partner, their significant other, in a very respectful way and know your place as being a friend and their place as being a girlfriend. Exactly. I think I've always been very, very conscious. And I think women that are just even slightly pretty, we all feel this like, we have to be standoffish, but also so welcoming and so kind to this girlfriend. We have to take this girlfriend's side. At least that's how I feel. If I have a guy friend and his girlfriend comes around, I'm up to her and I'm trying to make conversation. I'm not trying to be too nice because I also don't want to be like, oh, you guys are the cutest couple ever. You never told me your girlfriend was so pretty, you know, like, cause that's also a thing. That's an epitome thing too. If girls are like, that's a thing. When you meet, if you meet your boyfriend's girl, one of his girlfriends, uh, and she's like, oh, you never, if she's talking to your boyfriend, oh, your girlfriend is so beautiful. Like you never told me she was this beautiful. Girls also can clock that. Girls clock that if you're being extremely nice. So there's a weird thing that has to be perfectly in between. And I always am on their girlfriend's side. I am too. No matter how much I've known them, how long I've known them, how like close we are, whatever it is, I'm always going to be neutral but on the girlfriend's side. I'm yes. always trying to get to know her, but I'm not trying to be too pushy or too nice. You don't want to be their she... best friend. Yeah. I'm, you want to be friendly. Yeah, I'm trying to be on her side, though. I'm trying to get her to understand I'm not a threat. Yeah. yeah. You know? For example, like me and my friend – we used to get dinner every single week together and we just like talk about our week um we don't do that as much anymore because like we've both been really busy but like on the times that like he's been dating her like in in the time that he's been dating her every single time we've gotten dinner I'm like hey like I can make the reservation for three like do you does your girlfriend want to come with like I make it as clear as possible in my own way that like I am not interested and I've been friends with this person for half of my life so like I'm just a friend like I'm not anything different from his guy friends like I'm just here and like I respect it and if she doesn't like me then I will happily go for however long without talking to him if that makes her comfortable I'm willing to go that far that's respectful that's very respectful I agree I want to rewind and talk about the gut feeling thing because (laughs) I think women have really good senses of gut feeling and men are just like kind of up in the air about that. Like men kind of just like assume. I mean, women also assume like women also assume, but it's usually because of some sort of behavior. Mm -hmm. Like I knew. It's an educated assumption. It's an educated assumption. Like I knew Um, I always know when the last time I'm going to see somebody is. Like, I know it in my heart. I'm like, this is going to be the last time I see you. You kind of work up to it. Women have this thing where, like, if they know in their head that it's not going to work out, they slowly wean themselves off of you. So it's like, I've already mentally decided that I'm not going to spend the rest of my life with you. Let me just slowly, one step at a time, baby steps, get myself off of liking you or like loving you or whatever it is and like in the final moments you're like this is going to be the last time I ever see you and that feeling that gut feeling is always true agreed 
<laughs> I was texting Natalia. I was like, the last time I was like, Natalia, like, I know this is going to be the last time at dinner. I was like, I just feel it in my heart. Like, I know he's up to not, like, I know he's up to no good. Like, I know he's wronged me and disrespected me. And like, I know this is going to be the last time I ever see him. And I was right. I was right. And the evidence was found in the morning. Yeah. And that, that was time to get out. That, yeah. That proved to you, that was the last straw for sure. Because and I'm glad you found that. Yeah. Even though it was hard to see. It wasn't I, hard to see. I'm numb to it. <laughs> Literally nothing is hard to see with my eyes at this point. I'm numb to it. I'm glad, but it's still fucked up. It's still going to remain in your head going forward. What's the most fucked up thing a man has ever said to you? Honestly, my boyfriends have been... Re- I've gotten really lucky with boyfriends with them not saying mean things to me. <laughs> I've had um, one just tell me that I was really stupid. And this was a couple days ago, so I didn't tell anyone about this. But yeah, this, a couple days ago, I was told I was stupid. But that's the rudest stuff. I haven't heard anything else prior that boyfriend. On my 20-something years on this earth... The meanest and something I will live and die holding in my heart is someone looking into my eyes and saying, when I think of my future wife, I don't think of you. That's so harsh. That is harsh. I think that says a lot. For me, in my one relationship I had, um, I will say I had a healthy relationship in the sense of we never yelled at each other. (laughs) We never name called never said anything rude, condescending, never once. But I did go on a date with this one guy who was expecting me to put out, and I wasn't because he was weird. Um, And he only drove 30 minutes to, like, pick me up and take me to dinner. And he was upset that the price was so high, I guess, for dinner, even though he picked it. Or he let me pick it. He said Mm -hmm. I could pick whatever place I wanted to. So I picked a really nice sushi place, and after he paid the bill, he told me, next time we're going to get pizza by the slice. And then once I told him that I didn't want him to go up to my room, he said that I was a waste of time. So I guess that's the rudest thing, but I wasn't too hurt by it because he was actually the waste of time. And that's just him being butthurt. That is not anything about you. That is clearly just him being like, I'm broke. And I just spent a lot of money, and you're not letting me go up and fuck you? Yeah. Well, you are a waste of time. Exactly. I shouldn't have ever taken you out. Like, <laughs> come on. That, that's pathetic. It's and disgusting. You should ne- yeah. That is the biggest turnout. I mean, even him being like, we should have gone somewhere cheap. Or like, our next date will be like, pizza Cheaper. by the slice. Yeah. Is, uh, just keep that shit to yourself. turn off that I... Even before him saying that, it's just never again. Just right. keep it to yourself. 100%. But I guess no one else has really said anything like that rude or mean to me. But to be fair, again, I've only ever been in one serious relationship. And then I usually date men. And it's between one to three dates if I see them again. So not much time for them to say anything rude to me. Yeah, it, that genuinely, the stupid comment is the only comment I've ever received from a man in a relationship and I am so against name calling being condescending I think is a different thing because you can be condescending without name calling absolutely uh eye rolling type of things I've experienced a lot of that or like slamming doors that's something that I've experienced but name calling I've never name called a boyfriend or even I've never name called a A friend friend. no one I, I don't do that to literally anyone 
especially to their face, never, ever, ever. And I think that is a baseline of, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be with someone that is going to name call me every time they get upset at me, you know, that I think that is something that I I just, I won't take. Not that I can't take, I can take it, but I'm not going to stick around. Yeah, that, that is the very least, that is the, not even bare minimum, that is under bare minimum. That's just so something I don't want to deal with. I've had so many people say such mean and vicious things to me that I shared in therapy and my therapist literally said to me, you have one of the highest pain tolerances of any one of my clients I've ever had, which is coming a lot. Coming That means a lot from a fucking therapist. Like she deals with people who have like dealt with such tremendous grief and loss and like terrible things. And I'm just like, my parents have treated me poorly. Like, I've had boyfriends treat me poorly. Kenny, why do you think that you've allowed yourself to see or keep seeing or stay with someone that keeps calling you names? Because people have fucking said, like, name called you, said shit about you. Yeah. You've stuck around, though. I've stuck around because I'm, like, naively. I'm misgullible. I'm always, like, I have, like, a really kind heart, and I feel like being kind will one day repay me and as of right now it has not (laughs) maybe when I'm elderly maybe when I'm 80 years old like the the universe will bless me with a with like really good health or like something but I think of my life and I'm like wow I'm extremely lucky to have the life that I do and I'm very gracious towards my life and I practice a lot of gratitude and saying like you know a lot of my uh, achievements have been attributed to luck so to give back to the world to like make my score even let me just be kind to everybody and like i it's not in my nature to be mean it's not in my nature to be vicious unless someone is mean to me even then i'm pretty hesitant to like really step on the gas and be mean and put my foot down but the reason why to me is like i feel like kindness fixes a lot of things but only in the right people because I would say a lot of people see kindness as like a weakness because they're like we can take advantage of you and every single person I've been with has seen my my kindness as something to take advantage of where they think that I don't know or they think that I you know let it go but like I hold it and I know and like at this point nothing can hurt me because I've heard and I've seen and I've felt some of the most saddest, darkest, deepest emotions in my short life that nothing can get worse. So I keep saying to myself, I'm like, oh, like nothing can be worse than this very moment in this very time and place. And then it gets worse. <laughs> and then it gets worse and it worse and it gets worse. And then as of recently, my coping mechanism is just to like go away, which is a very privileged statement and saying like, let me just like travel for a bit and like not think of my life in Chicago now and like see life in all of its beauty and kindness in in another way in another lens in another environment so like I think moving forward I'm only going to show my kindness to people who have first shown me their kindness and their uh resilience and all the good traits like I next like next relationship I'm never going to be with someone who says those things to me. Like, at the first mark. Like, if you say something negative 
of that degree early on, there will never be a second conversation regarding the same topic because I'm kind of a firm believer, maybe I'm jaded, that people don't necessarily change and that there are things that build them in their lives, like their family and their past traumas that have melded them into the human they are. Like it's in my nature to be kind and it's also in every like in other people's nature to be a said way. So it's really hard to change them. Only time will grow them. It's like walking up the stairs. Like only time will progress them up in a way. Um, I don't, I say, it's really easy to say. It's so easy to say like, I won't let this shit happen ever again. It's so easy to like talk it and like, you know, say it when we're together. But then like they come and they come running back and they're like, I'm so sorry for treating you this way. I'm so sorry for putting you through this. And you let you let it go because in that moment you feel very weak. I agree with what you said about like early on if show if someone's showing you how they're treating you then and there you have to believe it and it's so hard to do. Yeah. Because I learned that with my ex like again from the beginning of our relationship obviously like before him and I were like boyfriend girlfriend it was like the honeymoon phase where we would go out to eat together and we would. Um, hang out with one another but like the moment we started dating he wasn't asking to see me he wasn't asking when I could see him he wasn't asking me out on dates like he was showing me his true colors as to what it meant to be in a relationship with him and instead of acknowledging it and taking it for what it was and believing the actions that I was seeing I thought maybe he'll change over time Maybe if I talk to him, he can change. Maybe if I tell him how to ask me on a date and how to plan a date, he'll change. And maybe if I just plan these dates, it'll make it better and he'll see what I'm doing and like, it, it'll be fine. Like this, this is fine. But long term, never. Never. You don't want that. No. Like I, for us, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there that will take that and they're cool with that. And that's awesome. That's so awesome for them. But. Our baseline is, I don't even want to say higher, but it kind of is higher than that. And him showing you right away that that's how he is, you're never going to be happy in that relationship with that person. And I wasn't. Exactly. Because every two, three months, not two, three months, every two, three weeks, I had to remind him how to plan a date, how to take me out, how to do X, Y, Z. So like what Annie said, I'm not letting that shit slide. Take the true colors for what it is. Also, I look back on every boyfriend I've ever had. I'm fucking embarrassed. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. Like, I look back, I'm like, that's so embarrassing. I don't have any other words besides that. The craziest thing, I totally understand that. You're embarrassed about the way you were treated. You're embarrassed about the person. Their behavior. What What you allowed to slide. At the same time, no one else really is thinking about it that way. Like, obviously, I've thought, Annie, why the fuck haven't you gotten your shit together and, like, moved on? It's easy for me to say that. Oh, It's so easy. Easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. Easier said than done. And I really don't blame you for sticking in a situation. Like, people are married to these types of people. And they're so unhappy. And it takes them 30 years However long it is, more than a few years 
married to a person, maybe with kids, then they realize and they're divorced. Imagine how hard that is. At least we're young and we can move on and we still have options. It's like, it's not the end of the world right now. And I know it's not the end of the world when people get divorced at 10, 20, 30 years into a relationship or a marriage. We just are on the lucky spectrum of it to understand that we need to be having holding ourselves to a higher standard as well as the people that are around us. Yeah, and like going back to that idea, um, like for me in high school, I never went on dates. I never had a boyfriend, right? And then I would hear about these relationships that kids in my high school were having, and I was like, well, they're fucking stupid. Why are they still with them? Why would they forgive a cheater? Why would they, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was put in a place where I was also in a relationship that wasn't the best for me, right? I wouldn't tell everyone everything, you know? And so there was good to the relationships. Like, I do have some good memories with them, but obviously there was a lot of negative things. But when you're in in those shoes, in that place, with real feelings and real emotions, it's so hard. And now I'm very empathetic towards people for when they stay in those relationships and for allowing things to happen because I allowed it to happen. I can't be a fucking hypocrite at the same time. Exactly. Honestly, that was more uh, a, more of a recent thing for me, honestly, because I think I lack a lot of empathy for people and myself. I don't have a lot of empathy for people, genuinely. And not until probably like five months ago did I think oh, wait, like, maybe people actually should have, I should be more empathetic towards people that are in a relationship to where, when they're getting wronged in the relationship, but they stay with them, because I was always just like, you're stupid. Yeah. Get out of it. Like, it's just, just leave. leave. Just Literally leave. Just leave. And I'm not talking about, like, domestic, like, abuse, like, domestic violence. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just, like, being in a shitty situation or relationship where someone's done you wrong, betrayed you. Yeah. But now I, I get it. Like Yeah, when you're I, I when you're put it. in the shoes, it's you you understand a bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say that sometimes it takes someone to be put in the shoes to be empathetic towards someone, but yeah, it's way easier said than done. For sure. And I feel bad that I've ever uh, embarrassed. Me too. No, yeah. I feel bad that I I wasn't empathetic towards those like kids. Yeah, because yeah, they were kids at the time at my high school when mm-hmm. they were in those like shitty ass relationships, and I was such a bitch, and I was like kind of condescending and judgmental. I'm not gonna lie, because I didn't understand. I didn't know what it meant to have those feelings of like love and like lust and wanting and like you know like they they were probably like intimate and stuff. Like there were so Thank many you. variables. Thank you. That's my favorite word. You know, it is my favorite word. And what we're referring to when we say thinky is essentially someone who is safe. Like a, a person to go to to cover up the band-aid of feeling lonely, of feeling just like you, you want something. You, you want the intimacy. You want to be with someone that totally understands you in all these different ways that maybe your friends can't totally like fix with. You know what I mean? So the binky idea is just someone that you probably shouldn't be with that's just soothing you. They're soothing your your loneliness, your pain. Yes. When did you guys start using this term? I came up with it. 
um, probably like a year ago, eight yeah, months maybe, ago. Maybe a little less, yeah. Maybe a little less. It's like a binky is like, you know it's not good for you. Like, you need to wean off the binky, but it's so comforting. And it's like, t- to me, who has had a very, I wouldn't say traumatic, because I've had a pretty privileged life, but upsetting parents, none the least, <laughs> where to me, what love looks like is not actually what love is. And I've chosen partners that have reflected my upbringing because I thought that that's what love should feel like and should look like. And um, I know it's not good for me now, but it's it's really easy to rather be comfortable and deal with the guilt later than constantly be uncomfortable and just like exposed to the world. Um, maybe we should wrap this up. Yeah. Is there any last thoughts, Kelsey? Yeah, essentially, for my girlies out there, take a man for what he is, or boy. If he's, if it's a boy, let the boy go. But <laughs> whenever you're starting a relationship or if you want to start talking to someone, just believe what you see from the beginning. Acknowledge the toxic traits, and it's so easier said than done. So we will be empathetic if you don't get it right, right away, it's hard. But know yourself value and don't allow these toxic men into your life. And something that I always see on my TikTok page is Steve Harvey saying, don't let a man tell you that he doesn't want you twice. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I like to stick by that because it sucks when they do it one time. Why the fuck would you let it happen again? Listen, watch his actions, don't listen to him. He will lie out of his fucking, through his teeth, out of his asshole, through his nostrils. And he'll think you're oblivious. And he, but even if you are oblivious, he's going to lie, gaslight. You have to look at him and take a good look at what he's doing, how he's making you feel. Yes. How much effort he's putting in and go based off that and it's again easier said than done because if they're telling you oh you're amazing you're perfect you're i want to keep seeing you i love you blah 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 blah. look at what he's doing and it's hard but you look at what he's doing that's gonna say everything about him and how he feels about you and how it's gonna be in the future how he feels about you and how he's gonna continue in the future you cannot keep begging a man to do something that he's not already doing you tell him once, he doesn't fix it, and it isn't continual, especially if it's not continual, because they can fake it. They can fake it for a few weeks, a month, two months. Years. Years, honestly. Yeah. They, I mean, but years is harder if you're asking them to change something. Yeah. You normally can't do it for years. But watch him. Watch what he does, and that'll say everything that you need to know. And yeah. go off of that. If you If you can handle it, you can handle it. If you can't, leave. And, like, my last notes are that um, take our advice with a grain of salt because we've only been living on this earth for a very short amount of time. 21, 22 years, so. Yeah, 21, 22, 23, 24 years. Even, I would say, even at 25, you don't have your shit ready. <laughs> so. I will say, I think that we are wiser and talk about this a lot more than people our age. Yes. I also, so, comparatively, yes. although, yes, we, it is, we're very young. And I want to say, 
this this sounds what we've talked about has sound really negative but i don't hold any hate in my heart for any of these men like i really don't like i think about my life and like the picture the grand scheme of my life some of the happiest moments of my life have been with these toxic men and i enjoy the moment how the memory is like i don't enjoy the person but i enjoy the vacation we went on or i enjoy like the dinner we had like there are some times where i look back and i'm like that was a very happy moment in my life and i enjoy it for how it is but that doesn't necessarily mean i forgive that person or i you know admire them i just don't hold hate in my heart and i will say i do have hate in my heart for <laughs> fucking situationships that i've had fuck you okay <laughs> I would like to say that I don't really have hatred towards my ex anymore. Um, I'm just embarrassed. No, ex. I mean, no exes, no boyfriends. Don't have Ruby, I don't have hatred for my ex anymore. I would say back then there was hatred, but as I've grown, I've learned kind of like with Annie, I appreciate it. It made me grow. It is the reason why um, I am who I am now. Uh, for all the stupid dates I went on. Actually, they weren't stupid. They were actually really fun. And a learning experience. See? Some of them were great. Some of them were just fucking stupid. Um, but for the ones that have wronged me, fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Okay. I don't think wait, I wait, anymore. Wait. Okay, we're closing out. Okay, so my okay. last thought is that, like, even if you fucked me over, I feel sorry for you. And I just want to shout out all the really wonderful men that I've met in my life. Yeah. Thank love you. you guys. We All love the good you. Ones, we love you. Even if we didn't end up with you, I know that there's some that I fucked over and I love you so much. <laughs> Sorry, take me back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them, uh, please call me back again. I don't know. Okay. There was, yeah, there was a few that I would take back. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it, okay? One day I'm gonna be. We'll be better. One day I'll be better. There's already men in my life or a man in my life who is like literally perfect head to toe in my eyes and like I want to be with him one day it's just up to me to figure out my shit and I'm very thankful for him and his patience this is the longest wrap up ever longest wrap up ever all right it's it's literally like leaving a family family (laughs) fucking holiday okay we're leaving okay 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 now we're done kisses to you guys Bye. bye